Folks, welcome back. Train wreck tonight, 246. Let's get him in here. Slick Al. It doesn't have to be Saturday to be slick. How are we doing today, sir? Oh, wonderful. Uh, great start to the week. Really looking forward to it. Let's get it going, you know. Seriously. Uh, well, with that said, let's take a quick step back. How was the weekend? Did you uh, did you do anything fun? Uh weekend was all right. You know, it was it was Great weather for the most part. Um, Saturday night was slick, and the weather showed otherwise as well. We were also celebrating our very own DJ Supreme's 30th birthday. Shout out to him. Great weekend overall for the guys at Trainwreck. I know. It was so huge of Bill's Mafia to celebrate Josh Allen and Supreme's birthday so thoroughly uh, this past weekend. I thought that was very clutch of them. Um, yeah, Saturday's like a need. I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but the spring, the spring weekend weather has been unstoppable. Absolutely beautiful days. Yeah, I, I have to agree, you know, and you're letting these fall lovers hear it on Twitter. I love to see it. And uh, rightfully so, you know, three consecutive days, absolute great heat and not too hot and not too muggy, just about right. Yeah, seriously, it's been Goldilocks weather. Um, but speaking of uh, dinner time, which it is right about now, Monday, uh, May 23rd, 2022 here, 6.07 p.m. Folks, it is time to eat. Let's get him in here. Your Nickel City Wrestling Champion, your Hot Dog Dominator, your People's Champion, Megabyte. Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? What's up, Maniac? What's up, Slick? How's it going? Oh, my gosh. I feel like we're oh, tapping great. into, like, an online squad game right now. I wish we'd be dropping in somewhere. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, the players, the players cut me out, man. The players. Oh, yeah, get in there. That's man. funny. Job, That's funny. Job you, you, look like, you look like you're in a documentary where they're trying to blur out Nickel City Wrestling, but they cannot blur out the passion with which you – Went into the Coliseum and won that title. Slick and I were fortunate enough to be in the house. But, I mean, we can't focus on the past, Megabyte. I mean, because obviously we got true. stuff coming up on the horizon. True, true. Yeah, you know, I think they're going to announce the challenger for this title right here tonight. I think that's supposed to go out about 7 or 8 p.m. tonight. I'm not sure. Slick I believe like it was just announced. Really? Whoa. Yes. Was, it was just announced. I, well, I don't even Oh, have... my God. It was right at the start of the show. They I... they jacked us. They jacked <laughs> us. They're taking our momentum. Who, who, who am I facing? I don't even know yet. Folks, our champion, Megabyte Ronnie, will be defending at Summer Slack Fest 2022 against... The former Nickel City Wrestling Champion. He's coming back for his title. And, oh, my gosh, it's Dakota Orion. Obviously, a pillar of Nickel City Wrestling. But let me tell you what bothers me most about this slick. It's that no good, son of a bitch, piece of shit, slimy Nick Russo in the background. Yeah, that absolute scumbag. He's always finding a way to screw the wrestlers over and take the spotlight from their much hard earned performances. And, you know, I'm just sick of the guy. Uh, he, he was in the rumble match that we were live in attendance for. And he, it seemed like he was out of the ring for three quarters of the damn match. And he still lost the damn thing. I, I don't know. The guy makes me sick. I don't know. It feels like this man's got about half the roster under his belt now. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, who isn't a Nick Russo? Um... I feel like I'm seeing 2001 NWO. I mean, it's yeah. like literally half the NCW <laughs> roster is, is 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 just a Russo plaything. I mean, half the time he gets in there, he's 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 making relationships. He's not breaking. That's that's a good way to point it out. You know, I'm happy to see this though. 
Uh, I'm happy that Dakota gets his rematch here because let's be fair here. Dakota Orion was not the guy who was pinned when I took this title. You know, so if I was in Dakota's shoes, I'd be pissed wanting this match too. But I'm a fighting champ, so I I, want to beat the guy one-on-one. I broke broke into this business with Dakota Orion. Something that most people don't know is that me and him started training on the same week at the same place. And we share a birthday. We were both born on May 7th. Got a lot in common with Dakota Orion, but somewhere along the way, he lost his way. So that's right. You know, at the next show at Slugfest, I'm going to beat that way out of him, but we're going to get him back on the right path. Yeah, seriously. I think Slick, I don't think either of us has a problem with Dakota. Obviously, he's an amazing performer, and some of the things he was doing at the Coliseum caused our jaws to drop and worry for our boy, Mega Ronnie. It's, it's, it's definitely the Russo factor that worries me, Ronnie. But with that said, I mean, yeah, you're a man of integrity. You're going to make sure there's a clean match out there. And if you do so, I think you'll be walking out of the, out of uh, Polish cadets still wearing that uh, hardware. Yeah, you know, if Nick Russo wants to step into the to ring and uh, handle some business, then, then go ahead. But if he's just going to be outside that ring, there's nothing he can do to stop me from getting that one, two, three. Okay. Okay. Well, I love we always see like Ronnie, you feel like you have these controversial people asserted into your matches. First, we had that special guest referee landlord last time we were at the cadets. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Even though maniac tried to convince him a half, a 50, 50 call. We obviously saw that wasn't the case. No, it and now Nick and now Nick, Nick Russo is trying to assert himself into your very first title defense. And like you said, maniac, we, we have, much respect for Dakota O'Ryan. Like you said, he's a pillar of Nickel City Wrestling. But, dude, ban this guy from ringside. <laughs> you can't, though, because he's in charge. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, um, I, he's the I guy you know. would go to to ban somebody from ringside. That's, sure. that's literally the problem. That's the problem. It's, ty- yeah. it's tyranny, is what it is. Yeah. Well, hey, well, what, what have you been up to as champ, uh, Megabyte? I know, obviously, we got some stuff on the uh, horizon, but talk to me on the day to day here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, not so much more, uh, not so much wrestling, but a lot of eating up to date. We have a contest coming up this Friday in Indiana. It's a donut hole contest. I wish I could remember the name of the sponsor, but, you know, they didn't give me any money anyway. So we got a donut, Jack's, Jack's Donuts. Uh, shout out to Jack's. We got a that donut is your hole. champion right there. He's yeah. putting you over here. We got a donut hole contest coming up, which, uh, you know, there's a lot of good names in this contest. So I was looking at it and I'm about the fifth or sixth highest ranked guy in this contest. And that doesn't even include the former number two in the world making his comeback. First contest since 2013, Pat Berletti, better known as Deep Dish, better known as the guy who ripped his pants off and ate in a Speedo. Um <laughs> Great eater, great guy, great to see him back on the table, but uh, we got we got some work to do this Friday. Seriously, you were looking at over-under. Are you going to – will you have an over-under for us by later this week of what you're predicting before you go into it? Man, I don't know. I've, I've been told by other eaters that I'm going to be in the ballpark of about 60 to 80, and I just – I don't know, man. I look at donut holes, and I'm like, I, I got to be over 100. Uh, so I don't know. I'll probably set the over and under on myself at a hundred, but like in eight minutes, it's hard for me to believe I'm not going to be putting down like 150 donut holes. But after talking to some other eaters and, t- and them tell me my number is going to be at about 60, I kind of, you know, backed off my expectations just a little bit. You got to think donuts are going to hit a little different, right? It's like, 
Yeah, I think they're just a little jealous putting that number at 60. I don't think they know what you're fully capable of. Those correct, those are those like Timbit yeah. size donuts yeah. you tweeted. Yeah, pretty pretty no. much yeah. Yeah, actually what I tweeted out there, that's the exact photo of the food we're gonna be eating. So I'm looking at that photo and so what I've been told is that these um these donut holes are what's the word? They're like corn cornbread based or something oh, like that. So okay, they're gonna, so that yeast gets yeah, working, huh? Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna hit in there, it's gonna hit that water in your stomach and it's gonna start expanding in your stomach. Mm. So this is gonna be a contest that you're going to have to preserve your liquids on a lot. And I'm a guy who needs my liquids to help get this food down. But, you know, I've been training, man. We got Nathan's coming up 4th of July. That's just around the corner. I am in tip-top eating shape right now. I'm probably uh, maybe even the best I've ever been as far as eating goes. So I'm excited for this one. I want to see where I rack up with these guys ranked ahead of me. I think I can surprise one, two, three, four, five. Hell, if Joey ain't watching out, maybe six of these guys. Seriously, yeah, I, I think we're all ready to see what you can do, uh, Ronnie. What were you gonna say, Slick? Sorry. Do they? Ha I I gotta ask. Do they have any rules specifying how many of these you can eat? Like, can you only eat one at a time? Is that a thing? The there are absolutely no rules except uh, within eight minutes that you have to keep it down. If you have a reverse reversal of fortune, otherwise known as throwing up, you're disqualified. As many as you can get down in eight minutes. No dunking. That's the only rule that I've been made aware of. So if I want to stuff three, four, five balls in my mouth, ain't nothing stopping me. Okay, because that's the first thing that came to my mind was my mind was when I saw that tweet was not how many can you eat? Because I have a very good idea of how many you can eat. And it's a lot of donut holes. Oh, I was yeah. thinking Ronnie's gonna be putting at least three or four of these in his mouth at a time. You gotta think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can fit a lot of donut holes in my mouth, that's for sure. I feel I feel like I'm Michael Kane Dark Knight Rises watching watching this vlog. The ferocity yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, you are absolutely going to be unleashed. So yeah, we're excited about that. As you just saw, obviously the road to Coney 2022 is, is here and MBR is back. So make sure you go follow that YouTube as well. But I mean, you know, the, the part that I've digested and loved the most has been the fact that Megabyte feels like he's our champion now. He's on the train. He is train. Yeah. Yes. Tell, talk about the fantasy passion and then we're going to get into it. Talk fantasy passion first. So besides professional wrestling and competitive eating, I would say my number one passion out there is fantasy football. I've been playing fantasy football since probably about 2012. Uh, at some points in my life, I've been in 20, like 30 leagues at a time. I've cut that back now. We're playing in, you know, higher stake leagues, but in less leagues. And uh, yeah, I just absolutely love fantasy football. So I reached out to you guys, said, hey, can I hop on the train and start doing some fantasy content? So if you guys have been following the train wreck fantasy account you seen anything put out there about fantasy football that's me doing it or probably me doing it and uh one of the biggest things i did was during the draft i actually had a like 82 tweets wrote up ready for the draft i was just launching those bad boys as soon as players are getting drafted so yeah that's been a lot of fun doing that i think i i think you're on I think mute. you got a mute yeah I was on mute and I was making puns. I was saying, you know, during the draft, Nick might as well have called you Machine Gun Ronnie, the way you were firing those out. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got here again. So make sure you're following the Trainer Fantasy Sports account because obviously, folks, let's face it, fantasy is life. Fantasy is love. Fantasy is laugh. So make sure you're following along. But with that, no further ado, Ronnie, get us a couple of your sleepers at this okay. point for, for 2022 here. 
So I'm going to hit home real quick. First one, O.J. Howard. There's no way that you can convince me a guy who's six foot six, runs a four five one, was drafted in the first round. There's no way you can convince me that this guy is a worse player than Dawson Knox. Now, I know he's coming off a little bit of a disappointment, a little bit of injury, but there's no way that you can convince me that Dawson Knox can keep this guy off the field. Number two, I'm going to hit Jalen Tolbert, rookie, drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Now, somebody's got to start there because Gallup's going to be hurt for probably the first six to eight weeks. You know, they signed James Washington, but who the hell is James Washington? So keep an eye out on Jalen Tolbert. I'm going to hit you up with another rookie. This is a deep stash. Keep this guy on your bench. We're talking uh, Keontae Ingram, running back, drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think the talent that's ahead of him on the depth chart is enough to keep him off the field. So keep an eye out on Ingram. Keontae. I like that name. I wish I'd have been a lot of people going to be circling back to your analysis. Great analysis for the come draft night, especially for these dynasty leagues that they're going to yeah. be drafting. So, well, I mean, I, I primarily play in dynasty leagues. That's why it was uh, easy for me to get that rookie content out because I'm searching up. I'm getting ready for my rookie drafts every year. Uh, that's why it's easy for me to give some sleepers as far as rookies go. Um, but, you know, as far as O.J. Howard, man, there's been no one that's been able to convince me that Dawson Knox is a better player. I just don't see it. So I, I, I'm i picking up O.J. Howard. I'm in uh, I'm in best ball drafts all the time, and I'm just last round O.J. Howard every time, just throwing that dart, man. Because if he gets on the field and he lives up to his potential, he's going to be unstoppable. Seriously, I could say the same about the Nickel City champion that I'm looking at through the through the video right now. Oh, yeah, baby. Get my weight up. I'm about 240 right now. Oh, seriously. Oh, dude, you don't need to get that weight up. You're already dominating, bro. But, folks, speaking of domination, speaking of making it happen, Summer Slugfest 2022, June 11th. Get your tickets. Polish cadets, make sure you're going to support our guy, Megabyte Ronnie, our champion, Megabyte Ronnie. Let me just say this. Okay, go Real ahead. quick before I jump out, if you've never been to a local independent wrestling show and you live in Buffalo, shame on you. There's a lot of good promotions there. But I will say this, the Polish Cadets is my absolute favorite venue to wrestle in, in Buffalo, New York. It's a great it's a great venue. There's a bar there. There's there's good seats everywhere. There's two floors, lower and upper floor. It's good. It's a good show. Make sure you check it out if you can. There I've now been three times. I know I like wrestling, but I've had a great time every time. It's a great atmosphere uh, for sure. Last time, Slick and I were tearing it up. Polish Cadets is an absolute riot. Absolute scene. Thank you. Thank you, Megan by Ronnie. Thanks for taking the time, champ. I know you're going back to work. Later, guys. This train never stops, baby. Let's See you go. June 11th. See you June 11th, Summer Slugfest. Woo! Well. That was that was quite a doozy. That was quite a doozy, Slick. Speaking of doozies, make sure if you're looking to make this Memorial Day weekend into a doozy, you go to the place to buy a case. And that, of course... Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Speaking of some doozies... It was hard to take game one and two for Rangers fans after losing a heartbreaker in one and then basically a narrow, narrow defeat in two. But he rolled with the punches. He got his Sunday delight, and he's here celebrating his victory Monday with us here on Trainer Tonight. Jay Lazzie in the house. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Of course, brother. How are you feeling? I know you came off a series where they were dead to rights against the Penguins. You were never wavering in confidence. You always knew this team had an ability to get done. You knew there was a no quit in New York. 
and you saw that eventually come to fruition? Are you thinking that the same thing is blossoming before Rangers fans' eyes here? I mean, most Ranger fans, no. Uh, I think the 5% of us that believe in this team. Yeah. Um, you know, I predicted Rangers in six before the series started and I have no reason not to believe that they could still do it in six. Um, you know, there are a ton of rumors going around right now that Freddie Anderson is skating with the team again for the Canes, but we saw what happened last series when Jari came back for game seven. Like you can't throw in a goalie who's hasn't played in a playoff game right into the fire of a, you know, pretty much battle of a series. Like this is going to be game four, all the drama that happened after game three. I don't know if you guys saw, but the D'Angelo stuff and the Domi stuff. Well, what was, what was, what was your take on that? Cause you tend to be pretty unbiased despite obviously bleeding, you know, Ranger blue, uh, you uh, know, your alarm clock is, Oh, <laughs> um, but with that said, like I mean, I've seen your takes, I've seen your breakdowns of some of the scuffles of some of the plays in the penguin series. Give me your take on that. Uh, Post game three uh, muck up. I should let you know that my alarm clock is actually free fall by John Mayer. I like to wake up peacefully. Um, you know, it's sometimes oh, and a curse, but I think it's a great way to wake up in the morning. Uh, big John Mayer fan. So um, the end of game three, like I, I think it's blown out of proportion a little bit. Like, yeah, Domi like cross check lingering a little bit, but like that stuff happens, man. Like it's playoff hockey. Like all, all the Canes are trying to do is send a message to the Rangers for game four and the Rangers responded. So like, honestly, the Canes, can I curse on here, by the way? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Canes want to pull that shit. Like the Rangers are going to be right there to answer it. Like that's the one thing, honestly, that this team like needed to fix from last year was they kind of got pushed around. They kind of got bullied by these other teams. Like, you know, everyone says the joke that Tom Wilson like broke the Rangers and like as like untrue as that really was, you know, it, it was kind of a narrative going into this year and they've shown all year that they're not going to get pushed around. So like, I love the fact that Lingren stood up for himself and went back at Domi after that happened. But like, it's not like it was, so malicious, you know, just like a little nudge in the back, but you know, no one Aki is just so epic. Cause let me tell you, especially when people were seeing that Lucic hit the other night, I mean, I don't know if you recall, but like nearly 10 years ago, he did the same thing on the Bruins to the Sabres and yeah, the lack of that. response by the Sabres, like dead ass us Sabres Twitter. It's been a tailspin for the franchise legitimately since that moment for better or worse, whether it was cause they got rid of Miller, whether it was cause they got rid of Lindy Ruff, the lack of ability to find free agency, yada, yada, yada. It all goes back to the fact that they didn't stand up for a franchise goaltender in a big moment against a division rival. So um, you're preaching to the choir when you speak that these moments can kind of tend to fall over in storyline. But with that said, is, is Kreider going to lead this team this series? Who are you looking to uh, to get it done and actually, like, obviously Shesterkin is getting it done in that. Mm-hmm. Who's going to get it done on the offensive side? I, I, it's really hard to tell right now because, you know, throughout the, what, it's been uh, 10 games that we've seen throughout the entire team, like different guys have kind of stepped up at different moments, you know, like the first five games of the Penguin series, like everyone was kind of asking questions about Panarin and Zibanejad, like where are these guys that haven't shown up? But like what I keep preaching is that hockey such, I actually had an argument with one of my best friends today because he doesn't really know much about hockey, but he tries to watch it in the playoffs. He's a huge basketball fan. And he was like disagreeing with what I said about how, in hockey, you need your best players to be the best in the biggest moments. Like, they're not going to show up all seven games of a series, but when it really matters most, that's when you need them to step up. And he was saying that, like, no, the best players, you know, play well throughout the entire series. Like, that's why they're the best players. And I was saying that, like, you know, maybe hockey and baseball are similar in this sense, but, you know, when it comes to basketball and football, like, hockey players are really out there one-third of the game. Like, Panarin and Zibanejad play, like, 22 minutes a night. Like, they're not going to have – 
such a crazy impact on every game because they're not out there for the entire game like LeBron would be or, you know, Luka Doncic is for like 42 out of 48 minutes. Like, you That's know, what makes like, look, I hate to say it, what McDavid does just yeah. so absolutely ridiculous. It looks alien. Yeah. Staying, dude. Every time yeah. he's out there, like he's noticeable every single, literally every single shift. Like even every single shift. Fuck, like it, he, he is so like inhuman. It's insane. But like, as far as back to your question goes, like the best players in the series, I think we saw it last game, like the Rangers are down to nothing. Kreider steps up and scores a goal. Mika steps up and scores a goal. So like those have been the guys all year. And then like Panarin has been carrying the load too. Panarin had obviously the game seven overtime winner and he had that beautiful pass to set up Mika yesterday. So like, you know, Panarin hasn't really been a goal scorer this year, but he's always been there to make the plays and make shit happen. So, you know, as long as these three guys can, like, go when they're needed to go, I, I, I don't see why this team can't do it all, even though Tampa is just scaring the fuck out of everybody. Folks, speaking yeah. of going when we needed to go, I know Lazzy's got to go in a couple of minutes here. He's a man in high demand. I want to talk to you. Here's my take real quick on the Rangers, though, so yeah. far this postseason. They are like the smartest kid in the class who's waiting until like two minutes before the assignments due to actually start the assignments. Yes. Yes. You're looking at game one versus the Penguins. They kind of like let them off the hook in that game. Then they fell all the way behind that series. Like just sloppy moments like where, oh my God, like uh, just all over sloppiness. Then again, you have in this series, game one, where they absolutely should have won. I messaged you in the se- I feel like I jinxed them. I messaged yeah. you in the second intermission. I go, they've been living in the offensive zone. Like Hurricanes yeah. okay. Next thing I know, Hurricanes literally spent 17 consecutive minutes in the Rangers zone uh, getting that tying goal in game one. And then obviously game two was just like a coin flip at that point. Could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very like kind of like a kid they're doing their homework lesson. And they might they might get the A grade at the end of the day if they can uh, pull it out here. The only difference with Carolina and Pittsburgh is that like Carolina is not a team that you want to go down against simply because yeah. they're such a shut down like – they they play such a strong like to their core like you know people say system hockey and not, and not a lot of people know what that is but if you really break down like Carolina's film like they're rarely out of position like they always finish their checks like they are arguably the most sound team in the NHL like maybe not the most skilled but as far as like the way they're coached I think they're the best team in the league by far just like on structure um, so that's why like they scare me a little bit like if, if the Rangers go down like one or two goals in a game against Carolina like I, I'm I'm probably gonna count them out in that game. Like, even though they've come back so many times, like, I, I don't see it happening against a team this strong. So, like, that's where Coming my- from you, that's a big thing. Because I've seen, as you know, since you joined Trainwreck two months ago, which has been awesome, uh, obviously, on Degenerate Danger Zone. Lazzy well, had a couple of uh, 3-0 and nights, which made our followers some money. Um, but, yeah, I, I again, the thing I see from you is because is in Buffalo, we kind of lose our brains with sports. So, uh, you're, you're yeah. pretty level-headed, even for a uh, New York sports fan, as far as I can see. Real quick before we, I know can you got to go. Oh yeah, go. Sorry, go. I sleep. just, go I sleep. just want to say, Leslie. Speaking of uh, a team that you don't want to go down against, Carolina. Obviously, it's a great uh, time to turn turn it around at MSG. But how do you weather the storm? Say you tie it up, uh, going back into a Carolina with a team that's so dominant at home, and like you said, is always finishing their checks every shift. They're doing everything right. So I think Game Five, the key to this series for the Rangers is going to be simply. It's just going to be Igor's got to steal a game. Uh, that's really it. I mean, um, he kind of did it. No, he didn't really do it in game one. So, like, honestly, I, I came on uh, Twitter, I guess, and said after game one that, you know, sometimes it happens where the, the better team in hockey doesn't always win. I thought the Rangers were the better team in game one. Carolina found a way to squeak it out. And then yesterday in game three, Carolina was the better team, and the Rangers found a way to win. So, like, you kind of just need to not let 
Carolina, you know, you said weather the storm, right? Like that's such a yeah. common phrase in hockey. And if Carolina gets like 20 shots on goal in the first period and the Rangers generate maybe five, but they don't score a goal, it just, it trains you so much mentally. It's like, what's it going right. to get one pass this fucking guy. So that's what happens so much in hockey. where like, if you do press on teams, but you don't put them away, that's when it comes back to backfire and bite you in the ass. So like, you know, I, I do expect that the Rangers, which I do think the Rangers are going to tie it up at two and go back to Carolina tide. And I am expecting Carolina to bring their best period of the series in the first period of game five in a tied series. But if the Rangers can keep it to a one goal game, I like their chances because you go into that second period and you're like, fuck man, like what's it going to take? What's it going to take? And then all of a sudden your goalie is kind of left out the drag because he hasn't seen many pucks. And then you catch him sleeping, you put one home and then it's like, oh God, here we go. Right. Sucks the wind out of that rabbit crowd too, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think we saw that happen the other night in, uh, in Colorado, they were up two to one against St. Louis in game two and Colorado yeah. was buzzing, buzzing. But then I think Perron comes down on two on one and scores on Kemper and that just sucked the entire life out of the building. Right. Yeah. Seriously, playoff hockey. The momentum can shift at any point. Speaking of momentum shifting, I know you gotta go, Lazzie. You were turning up on Saturday and yeah. then you put and then you post how you feel like you're hung over from the Rangers win on Sunday. I was loving that one. I was loving that one. That was a good spin zone by you. What do we got for the summer plans besides uh, drinking out of the Stanley Cup? Um, I mean, I pretty much spent my summers out on Long Island, and then I have a couple of friends who have a house in the Hamptons, so I'm pretty lucky with that. Um, Ooh, Hamptons yeah, guy. All right, train wrecks going to the Hamptons this yeah, summer. Let's go. Spot, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, pretty much just getting drunk on Friday and Saturday night and uh, hopefully not regretting everything on Sunday. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Thank you for stopping by, Lazzy. Let's go, Thanks, Rangers, guys. and let's get some wins. Appreciate it. Later. Folks, Rangers, make sure baby. you can also follow along uh, myself and Lazzy on Degenerate Danger Zone. We're making our picks for the uh, PuckLuck.com uh, pick them select. We've, uh, we lost like a couple in a row, but we won yesterday, so that's all that matters. Yeah, I've seen those, and I've seen uh, whether it's biased or not, quite a few Rangers money line plays involved in those. So love to see that, especially coming from Lazzy. So like you said, they, they, they've gotten us 500. Biased fans. Yeah, they've gotten yeah, us like 500 so far. They're five and five in the playoffs. So yeah, the comeback kids, you gotta love it. Seriously, Speaking of degenerate well, danger zone two, an episode coming up 7:30. Uh, shortly after this episode, after we go off the air, we're gonna be previewing Celtics Heat and some of the NHL games tonight. That's awesome. Are your Celtics gonna bounce back? I really hope so, man. You know, my takeaway from Game Three is you turn the ball over 24 times and only lose by nine and manage to bring it within one point late in the fourth quarter, you're doing something right. Well, they were down 25 the in the second, in the first half. It was absurd. They were playing so right. poorly. It was, a, it was Jimmy incredible. Butler or not. You turn the ball over that many times and still manage to lose by less than double digits. I still have hope. And the fact that it's in Boston, perfect way to bring the series back. What one thing the Celtics have done all playoffs is responded. So hopefully they do that again tonight, respond, and we can take this to Miami, a uh, tied series. Love it. All right, well, folks, make sure you get ready for Degenerate Danger Zone coming up. Slick, huge uh, step in, seamless for Degenerate Al this week on the uh, episode. Any shout-outs before we go? Um, uh, Shout-out to Jason Tatum, I guess. I hope his shoulder's feeling better. I hope Marcus Smart's ankle's feeling better. And – um they can rally the troops tonight at TD Garden. We can squeak this one out. Love to hear, love to see that. Especially love it too. Let's get a couple of two-two series here. We need less blowouts in these playoffs on both sides, folks. Make sure right. you're following along. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just going to say, if we got 3 nothing in the West, we might as well get 2-2 in the East. You yeah, know? the Mavericks should have won that game. Absolute bums. The, the, Warriors, I are the Warriors, I can't believe they're going to win it all again. Kind of absurd. It is uh, a new definition of dynasty. It really is. We need the Celtics to stop them. NBA 75, the league really wants Warriors Celtics, and the Celtics are the team that can stop them. So I would love to see it. I'm sure all NBA fans would as well. All right, folks. Well, hey, we got to back it up. You can hear the truck. Make sure you're following on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Make sure you're staying tuned for Degenerate Danger Zone. Great value, great free money there. Make sure you're following Slick L. It's always Slick on Saturday. Uh, And make sure when you're looking for the weekend, especially Memorial Day weekend, you're going to Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, Because, folks, it is always a great way to have a good night. Night. Now.